Good welcome, welcome, one and all, to the DL Debate. This is your weekly radio show and podcast rounding up all the GA news in Donegal and across, across the North West. Thanks there to the Power Hour Plus, the main man, Ivan Borden, and of course, Lucy Peoples for the news there. We, as I say, we're going to update you on all the GA news of the weekend or the GA. What do you what do you call it, Brenda Gilcoyne? The GA. Do you, you don't call the GA is too stuff. modern, yeah. It's too That's modern, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fan. Brendan's giving away his age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even need to introduce these two voices now. If you don't know already, that's Brendan Kilcoin and John Gilday is joining us by the magic of Zoom. We are going to, of course, the three of us are going to discuss that epic game between Eve Connell and Glenn and the heartbreak for Glenn in the end coming up uh, so, so short after a titanic uh, battle at the weekend. Uh, after uh, talk to the lads, I'm going to be previewing the Ulster Intermediate Hurling Final between Satanta and Carrick Moore. We're going to hear from Gary McKettigan of Satanta and indeed a word from Carrick Moore in the form of Kieran McElhatton and that is the, the final set for Owen Begg at the weekend. History awaits for the Satanta men, the last Donegal side standing now because at the weekend our men from Neve Connell flying the flag for Donegal went down uh, John this Ulster Championship, you know, just looking, obviously Scottstown beat Kilku by a point. Trillick at Scottstown at the weekend draw. There's a point in it at the end. Leave Connell beat Gauna by a point. Then they play this awesome Glen side and again John comes down to that point victory. I mean, is there anything like it this Ulster Championship? And and just your take from, from that mammoth effort from your boys uh, at the weekend? Yeah, I suppose, listen, we all know how tight Ulster football is, even at inter-county level. Like, it's the most competitive um, championship out there when it comes to inter-county All-Ireland series. And that translates itself through the club championship as well. You know, there's a kick of a ball between any one of these four or five sides every year. Um, and it comes down to very, very fine margins and a bounce of a ball and a bit of luck on the day. And, you know, Neil Connell, you know, died with their boots on, as they, as they say, uh, gave it everything. Um, and put in a mammoth effort. I'm very unfortunate at the end. You know, it was a, it was a colossal kick to win it. And you know, at that stage, the way things were going, you know, they would have fancied themselves an extra time. But listen, they did it amazingly well. Martin Regan had done an amazing job, had his homework done. The guys executed to a very, very high level. I, I know there'll be disappointments uh, when you walk away from a game like that. That you know, you think deep down that maybe you could have, you know, stolen it at the end or snuck it at the end. But I always felt throughout the game that maybe Glenn were were a shade, um, just more controlled throughout the entire game. Uh, it took Nick Connell a little bit of time to settle into the game. They're four points down, and it showed huge heart as they've done all year. They just don't go away, and you know the one thing that this team can never be questioned on is its character. Uh, it shone through in spades again on on Saturday evening, um, but ultimately, you know, they were beaten by possibly one of the best teams in the country as proven last year they were beating all in the final and it'll take a very good man to bet against them that they you know they wouldn't go one step further this year so phenomenal performance very proud of them um they should be very proud of themselves they had a, a monstrous year they won the league they won the championship and they won the guilty championship and just to fall short i know it's very gut-wrenching and, and probably raw today but as they look back on it over this year i think they'll, they'll understand they'll be proud yeah, listen, there's no doubt in that, uh, Brendan. Uh, going into the game, you know, as John said there, I mean, the All-Ireland final last year, 
There's certain years there are certain teams I think go in and there's what you call an All-Ireland capable winning team in there and there often is one in Ulster and it, you can be unfortunate there's certain seasons where you might say there there might be a chance but there's no doubt Kilku were All-Ireland contenders there's no doubt Glenn was everybody else is thinking about Ulster first so listen for Neve Connell to, to come up to that level you know you're with the best of the best there and even after that terrible start going four points down there's a 24 minutes before we, they, they kicked off you, know, you really feared for for Neve Connell at that point, but again, as John's saying, I, I don't maybe maybe it was just outsiders that was fearing from because there's something about the lads that you didn't think that, and so, suddenly they reeled off three points in quick succession right back into the game and would have come in at half time fairly happy. I thought, Brendan. Oh, one hundred percent. I would say were Martin McDermott. Now he wouldn't have been happy, I say, with the performance in the first half from the point of view, Brendan. You know, Glenn did outplay them for that first twenty minutes. They were the better side and. You were getting concerned at four four nothing kind of thing, you know. When or Nave Connell, you just wanted them to get a score on the board to try and get the there seemed to be a, a bit of nerves about them and that. Does. Um I think Nave Connell will have regrets about this one because they were very close and you know, it was uncharacteristic the amount of turnovers that they gave up, both forced and unforced. And again, you have to attribute a lot of the credit of that to, to Glenn because, you know, they defended really well. I thought their full back line of Warnock, Dugan and Carville were really, really good and they tied up the Nave Connell forward line really well and you know that was you know indicative that they only got one score from their four starting forward line Brendy McDyre got a good score in the second half but I think Nave Connell you know the, getting them three points in quick succession going in at the break only two down after being dominated coming out and they won the throw and they dominated they had the possession of the ball for maybe two minutes Brendan and eventually then they, you know they got the penalty which was expertly dispatched by Johnny O'Malley brilliant mm. penalty now, it was questionable, I think, whether it was a penalty or not. You know, at the game, it was hard to see. I didn't question it. But when you look back at it, I think it was questionable whether it was a penalty or not. But albeit, it was taken and, as I say, brilliantly dispatched by Johnny O'Malley. And they were right in the game in the second half. They were right there and they came so close. And you, you just felt, you know, that when, when, when they got there, when AJ put over that point, they were going into in, our intake, you know, the whole place was sure that the game was going to go to extra time now that didn't transpire because we saw we know Emmett Bradley kicked a you know a brilliant score which coincidentally was from the top of the D which you know they defend their 45 which Dave Connell normally defend really really well but obviously those tired legs tired bodies tired, tired minds at that stage and it was actually it was a tactic that Waddy Graham that Glenn used a lot they were trying to win a lot of marks because they knew that Nave Connell defend very narrow they defended the V and they defended brilliantly they've, they've mastered that art down through the years so Glenn kind of deployed the tactic of you know trying to win marks and listen I'm no big fan or advocate of this forward mark and particularly when it's a sideways kick just inside the 45 we saw Hughes kick one there last week to to, to win their game kind of thing but they used that tactic. Now, I think they only eventually got one point from a mark, but it was something that they did kind of use kind of throughout the game. But as John said, Niff Connell gave it everything. They died with their boots on. They were fantastic, I thought, you know, and they gave it everything. But they just probably lacked a kind of marquee forward that was going to get them the scores inside. And, you know, 1-6, the goal coming from a penalty, isn't going to win you a lot of games. I say only one point from your starting six forwards. I say that was the concern for them. And, you know, you have to give great credit. Kieran Thompson thought a fantastic game. After a shaky enough start, he looked nervous early on, kicked a couple of wides, but he showed that leadership and that captain quality again, kind of thing, you know, that he has. And 
Unfortunately for them, it just wasn't enough. It very nearly was, though. Yeah, yeah. John, some interesting points from Brendan there. I, I think, you know, the six starting forwards thing, which I think if this was 10 years ago, mm. be a massive thing for your forwards. I think the way Neve Connell play, and you look at AJ, come up the last take yeah. at a point, how is he up the pitch at the end yeah. of that match uh, to, to fist that equaliser? It, it is a team thing, and I think when it comes to playing a really top side, I think Neve Connell, it always seems to be in the round, maybe that 10-point mark, uh, John, because Neve Connell won a hold. And I mean, Martin Regan says himself, and, and Brennan's alluded to it there, they were somewhat clinging on to Glenn, but in many ways, they're still comfortable doing that in terms of how good Glenn are. And I suppose we have to give us something, John, in terms of, you know, O'Rourke and, and, and Porter and that. I mean, they have, like, an unbelievable setup. It's not to say, obviously, Neve Connell's backroom team and, and Martin and them has been phenomenal, but you have... Lads there that think any county in Ireland at this point would take. So they'd really done their homework as well, uh, John. So listen, it, it was a very, very difficult proposition. But even though, as Martin Regan had said, they were clinging on, it's somewhere that, John, that you've spoke about before, they've gone are happy in them positions. They are, I. And, you know, at that level, you're dealing with teams that have come through a championship and have come through adversity and, and know how to win games. And that's what makes the Ulster Championship so interesting in the sense that, you know, in, in their, in your, in your local championship, be it Donegal or Derry, whoever, where it might be, there's a certain level where you know you're going to win certain games. And, and that's been as respectful as you can to everybody because you never know what'll happen on a one-off game. But with the league format and everything else, it's generally the big three or four that come through to contest and it's the same in Derry. <clears throat> and I think New Connell got away with it a lot in um, Donegal. But I just to latch on to what, what Brendan said, I do think that, you know, Owen McGettigan missing isn't a big deal until it's a big deal. Yeah. And we've, ma- we've managed that for two seasons right now. And we've done an amazing job. Martin Regan's back and team were exceptional. They're on a par with anybody in the country when it comes to understanding how to get the maximum output out of what they have on the field. But I think on big days like that, when it really comes down to fine margins, not having that marquee forward that can take the you know the attention, if, if, if what we're getting was paying the attention has to go to him to a certain extent and that leaves space for somebody else. And we've struggled in that forward division in the sense that it's much more collective. We've scored points from the half-back line. AJ, and I think AJ deserves particular mention on from Saturday evening because he was a heroic he got hit, he got pounded, he ran up and down the field. He's turned into a full forward, maybe in the latter end of his career. Now we'll see him at the Edson Square, who knows? But, um, you know, he, he was exceptional. And the heart that he typified everything that's good about Neil Connell. But I think when it came down to it, we lacked that one little bit of very high-end quality up up top that would have given Glenn something more to focus on and concentrate on. And maybe would have done that, done that magical thing that would got us over the line. And in saying that, we were kicking a ball away from going to extra time, and I wouldn't have bet against them in extra time. But in saying that, you're you're meeting a team like Glenn, who have exactly the same attributes, yeah. probably a little bit more quality in certain areas in the park, but have exactly the same doggedness, determination, never say die, good athletes, and this will go down as one of the great Derry teams, and maybe one of the great Ulster teams, this this Glenn team, and for Neil Connell to go toe to toe for 60, 65, 70 minutes in, in total and be there, thereabouts and come away with the grits. shows you how how close they were and how much they've been into it. And on the other side of the equation, I think it's really good for Donegal football. I think it's really good for Jim McGuinness. I think it's really good for the county team. I think it's really good for the rest of the clubs in Donegal to understand that 
any team at all that won the championship in Donegal, no matter who it might be, can go into Ulster and go toe-to-toe with the best and be there on merit and have a very good shot at, at, at winning. And that, again, should translate through to the county side as well because that's the best of the best in Derry. And, uh, you know, there's nothing in it. Yeah. Brendan, that, that's interesting from John. You, you talk about how Glenn play in the talent there. And I know they kick 10 wides and maybe six six short as well into the keeper's hands. Um, maybe they weren't as ruthless as they normally be. But the, the thing that got me about them, and, and just when we're talking about the whole team being in charge of the scoreboard or scoring or contributing, <laughs> the way they tackled and tackled Neve Connell high, the fitness levels it takes to do that. Now, we seen Gauna try to do that previous, and Neve Connell were breaking out at will. Mm-hmm. And there was times he thought he was just going to open them up. But with Glenn, they seemed to be able to tackle, and they were so good in the tackle that they, they still could uh, hold the player up or drop back. They were able to do both sides of that game without ever really getting caught out. Now, I know there was a few breaks up the pitch, but man for man, there was a couple of blockdowns last minute and tackles. So you'd have to say everything about the Glenn machine, you know, outside maybe some of their finishing, was actually top drawer. Oh, 100%, Brendan. And, and that comes down to discipline. Discipline in defence, not giving away scoreable frees in that area. And you look at, like, I thought Conor Glass had a phenomenal first half. I thought he covered every inch of ground, got back to get two amazing blocks, diving blocks on the Nave Connell players. But as I say, that comes from, it's a 15, like, football is played now. When you have the ball, you're attacked with 15 attackers. When you don't have it, everyone's back. And that's the gateway. Both teams were moving, shifting up and down the field. So there were... Now, Glenn did have the superior, you know, the all, more of the possession in the first half. But to be fair to Nave Connell, you know, they got a lot of their matchups and they did very well defensively too. And we know how good they are at it. I thought Alton Doherty did a brilliant job marking Ethan Doherty there, who was young footballer, only announced young footballer of the year last week and totally nullified him out of the game. He didn't really make a big contribution. So, you know, both teams can defend really well. But, all, you know, and. I, I was a defender myself, Brendan. I, you know, defence would be kind of what I would always look at first kind of thing. But ultimately, it scores on the board that win it for you. And just if Connell didn't create enough, that yeah. they just weren't dangerous enough in the forward division on, on, on Saturday evening so they were to get over the line. They very nearly did. And they're, they're masters at winning them type of games. And how they hung in there the whole game, despite probably they saying second fiddle for a long time, is testament to the resolve and the the strength of character that they've built up over the years. And, you know, you you look at the... I was looking at the Nave Connell team before. The, this, this is the team that's played all the big games for them this year. The start in 15. OK, Jason Campbell didn't start, but you could bring in an experienced player like Owen Wade, who I thought also did a really good job on Kieran McFall. He was tagging him, and yep. Kieran McFall's influence on the game was curtailed as a result. I thought he did well in them. But ultimately, you know, six points and the goal from penalty wasn't enough and they've, we've seen them win these low scoring games but when you're coming up and we, you, both yourself and John have alluded to the fact that there's so much quality within this Glen team that you just need that extra bit and that extra bit was just lacking but you know you go back and you think how close they were after getting after AJ bravely putting himself in there because he could have got cleaned out of it he did get cleaned out of it but then the following kick out then and Kieran Thompson agonisingly had his hands on the ball just got got out of his grasp mm. up the field Emmett Bradley brilliant score to win it kind of thing and it was a brilliant atmosphere and even for the game beforehand the Bally Hayes like the atmosphere of that game was fantastic that was a great game of football championship football so it was yeah. but the atmosphere the crowd were involved it was a fantastic game of football fan, fantastic advertisement for Ulster Club football as was the game yesterday 
Um, so really enjoyable, but unfortunately for, for Nave Connell, just a wee step too far for them, you know. Yeah, Billy Hayes, of course, you beat down and take him through just by a point as well over Glen Allen. They set of a, a meeting in the intermediate with Colliani, who hammered the down champ side. So that's the final pairing in the intermediate. John, Brennan just made their agonising Kieran Thompson. I mean, what an absolute legend of a man he is. I mean, it's just phenomenal uh, what he's done for the club. If anybody you wanted their hands on the ball there, it was him. You know, these things happen in football. But Brent, I'm just wondering, John, what was your feeling in your gut there? Let's just say Neve Connell didn't get the winning score. You just mentioned from the outset, you thought maybe an extra time uh, you would have been uh, confident. You felt there was something coming in your boys. Yes, I suppose maybe maybe it's it's just I've seen them do it so many times, and there's such a level of confidence that they won games like that. Um, and to be honest, the reason we were a bit exposed going the other way, as Brendan alluded to, got a kick off the edge of the E was Kieran's hands in the ball, and and we had broken. The, the attitude was we're going on this, and I said I think that I backed them every day when it comes down to the wire. And I think the level of fitness is exceptional. It's, it's, it's at such a high level that they, if they had gone into extra time, given the fact that they got in there and hadn't played particularly well, I, you know, I, I I always backed them to do something special. And Kieran Thompson probably typifies that more than anything else. Like when we were backs to the wall in the first half, the game was going away from us. And, and there's nobody that can say that. Another score, and it was a big, big hole. And he drove down the middle, went over two players with the ball, kicked the score. A couple of minutes later, after that, got locked down, picked up the rebound off a pass and then kicked it over again. And like, he's just been exceptional. Um, club, um, I don't think we've seen the best of him in a Donegal shirt. I've always said that, for me, Kieran Thompson is a midfielder. Um, I think he's great coming on the ball. He's great hands. He can run ball. He's, you know, it's a little bit looser, maybe in the middle of the park there would be in a half forward link. Where you you know you're coming at the ball slightly differently, but again you know when whenever you need something special to happen, Kieran Thompson is the leader of that pack without a shadow of a doubt, and he did it again. And I know he listened the last ball squirmed away from him. You know games are won by very very fine margin. He'll look at that. He'll bait himself up in that. But ultimately it was him that dragged Nick Connell into the game and kept him in the game. And I think Brendan correct me if I'm wrong. I think he even scored the equalising point. He went in deep and then came out onto a ball and swung it over his left shoulder, which was exceptional. So, football's football, sport, sport. You have big days. The, the club is very disappointed. The men themselves are very disappointed. But ultimately, everybody in the parish and everybody who's associated with the club is very proud of what they've done, what they've achieved over the last 10 years, not just this year. And, you know, there's nothing that I can see that's telling that they're going to go away anytime soon. And you just build on that. And now, ultimately, they have to look at this if they can get one or two players coming through the ranks, out of forward in a little bit. Um, the building blocks are there for that team to be around for a long time and to challenge for Ulster. And we know it's possible. And given how close we were against the team that almost won the All-Ireland last year, then there's that's good news for everybody in Donegal now. Yeah. Ben, you want to contribute? Yeah, just, just one other thing. And John, you... Uh, you talk about the strength of the bench and the impact that your bench can make in these games and ultimately I see a lot of games coming down. You look at the dubs, they were able to bring in big players when they're winning All-Irelands and I was looking at Glenn and the 
the size of the subs that they brought in and they actually got two points off the bench so they didn't you know they made a big difference fresh legs in at that stage of the game I felt looking out at some of the Nave Connell lads that some of them were really beginning to tire I think Leo picked a knock up or something too with about 10 or 15 minutes to go and I feel that you know they only made one sub now obviously Martin Regan he's a quality manager and he knows the team and he knows who's ready for this level of football kind of thing but do you feel, John, that it was a bit surprising maybe that they didn't make more changes coming up the last 10, 15 minutes? It's it's hard to know because the men that were on the field have done it so many days. There's nearly yeah. muscle memory on how to get across the line. Like even Leo, even, and I do agree with you, I think something happened probably 15 minutes into the second half. He, he you know, that was the ball in the age of punch over the bar was Leo put in there. So I think Martin has such faith in them, such belief in them. And those men have built up so much, I suppose, muscle memory on how to get across the line. It was it, it was a cauldron to throw a very young player into that environment just to see what would happen. And I think we have an awful lot of talent coming through. We were beaten in a minor final. Uh, unluckily, I feel very, even though it's Sorry, John, just losing you a small bit there. Going through, and now I suppose Martin's next job is to give those guys experience and blend because we've been blessed. Like we've been blessed as a club but to be able to have five or six players that have been playing for the last almost twenty years at a consistently high level. And the reason those guys are still playing is the younger guys still can't push them out, but there still has to be a situation where we're less dependent on those older guys. The fresh blood comes through and we mix it up a bit more. And we've done that with the Jack McKelvey and the Doherty's, et cetera, et cetera. And I know there's a couple of other guys on the wings right now, Keelan McGill um, at the Rorty's. They're all coming through right now. And I think it'll be interesting over the next couple of years how that they all blend in with one another because ultimately, you know, pain catches up with everybody. Anthony's not going to be around forever. Brendy's not going to be around forever. Same with Leo and all the other guys. Um, they need to be there to steer the ship for the next couple of years, which is vitally important. And then blood these new guys so that when we, next time we get a big occasion where we're playing a Glen or a Kilku or whoever it might be in Ulster, we'll have that depth to be able to come on. And I, Brendan, I agree with you. At that stage, in a very intense game, in, you know, in the middle of the winter where it's hard slogging, big efforts, having three or four guys that can come on and really impact the game would have been a huge benefit. But obviously Martin Martin knows better than I will ever will. So who am I to second-guess Martin Regan? Yeah, yeah, good man. Brendan, um, John's scaring all his neutrals here. By There's there's more and more to come from yeah. this Neve Connell team because they're going to learn so much from this now. You know, you got to think, if you're looking at other teams in Donegal, the confidence is getting up. But I'm just thinking... Not to get anything away from Scottstown. Did I get over the line here? You know, the other big monster team was Kilku. They were out. And obviously, mm-hmm. Scottstown beat them. But again, Bren, you listen, you'd rather play Scottstown, let's be honest, than a Kilku side with all the experience they have. You could have ended up much like it was Godour beat Scottstown the final leg it through. That's right, yeah. And you would have thought at that point, you know, I would have really fancied Neve Connell if he had to get over the line. You know, some years, sometimes it just should the stars align for you, if you like, because they got out of jail against Gauna uh, and here they were you know right down to the wire again you know it's been a phenomenal year but you never know was it one of those years like of all teams if you go down to the Ulster final you would have fancied it against Scottsdale yeah and listen the, the, the worrying thing is you know okay there are a few of these you know and John, John mentioned the lads there you know they have a lot of mileage on the clock but I know from my involvement with the minors over the last few years there's a huge amount of talent coming through 
There's a, you know, you have the likes of Mark McDavid came on against Ghana, did really well, but there's a young fella coming through, Finbar Rorty, and he's actually likely to play for Donegal before he actually plays for Nave Connell. Yes. Um, he just came out of the minor ranks. He couldn't play this year because he was only 17. And he's apparently, by all accounts, going really well at training. So there's a conveyor belt of talent that's coming through there. And, you know, John mentioned Owen McGettigan. What a loss he has been to them. Like, because he was really, really promising footballer there a number of years ago and just has had a horrific run of injuries. So, like, anyone thinking that Nave Connell are going to go away, they're not going to go away. They probably will get another chance up here. So they will. And it's up to the other clubs to stand up to that or to get a step up their levels if they want to take them down, kind of thing. Because. You know, the, the 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 bulk of that team are going to be around for another few years, so they are. And with the conveyor belt of young talent that they have coming through the club, you know, they're going to really add some spice to that team, so they are. And, you know, they will, you know, the, as I mentioned it earlier on, Brendan, they're going to have regrets over Saturday night because I think they'll feel themselves that they didn't play to their optimum level. And you, you never play to your full optimum level, but if you got close to it, they could have been just got over the line yes, and yes. they look back on that. So... That's enough to drive any team on over any winter or spring going into the next year's championship, so it is. And we know how focused and how driven this, you know, club are and how this particular team and bunch of players are. So it's up to the other clubs out there now to step up their levels in order to put a stop to that. But they're they're a queer machine, so they are Nave Connell and you have to give them great kudos. They are, they are indeed. Uh, Brendan, thanks very much. John? Any word there to finish it off? I know you've 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 given your respect to the club as we all have in terms of what a season. But uh, do you want to give it the final word because you've you've been great in this run all through the championship and your analysis uh, of everybody, but especially your own club. Well, no, I think it's great because otherwise I wouldn't be relevant at all because uh, nobody would, you wouldn't talk to me at all if Nick Connell wasn't involved. <laughs> so from that perspective, I'm very grateful. But uh, no, listen, it's it's. I'll always love, be ringing you. Look at off that light. I'll be torching you all the time. <laughs> no, I, I what I have to, I, I love everything that the club embodies. And I think, I know we talk about the sport element and everything else, but I see it in my own dad and I see it in people at home and I see people at matches and stuff like that and how much it means to people. And in an age where nothing really means anything anymore, anybody anymore, it's all very fancy, whatever, that team over the last 15 years has brought so much joy and so many big days out and for for people that let's be honest in a small rural town in Ireland you don't have much going on on a day-to-day basis and for that alone everybody in the New Connell Parish and around but anybody associated should be very very grateful to Martin Regan and the bunch of men that have given us great joy over the last 15 or 20 years and long may it continue with a whole new bunch uh, that we don't even know yet um, but, uh, you know, I'll take another I'd like to talk to you in 20 years' time. All three of us, as grey as Brendan, even though I'm nearly there myself, <laughs> um, talking about Nate Connell. I'm quite, 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 quite happy to do that for a long, long time. So that's it. Well, listen, John, you've been first class all year. I really appreciate it, sir. And you have a good uh, end of year and Christmas yourself, Brendan. Thanks forever for wrapping that up, folks. After the break, we're going to turn to the Ulster Intermediate final between Satanta and Carrigmore. Welcome back, folks. Now we're previewing the Ulster Intermediate Hurling final, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Kieran McElhannon of the Carrigmore Club. Kieran, you're welcome. Thanks very much, Brandon. Kieran, great to hear you, lad. I was uh, I'd be up about your town, hey, in the Lochrans there, and we'd be talking more big ball, big ball in with the lads. But listen, this is the small ball, and this is the work that's going on 
at uh, Carrick Moore and you don't know more than Satanta we're going to talk to Gary uh, McGettigan after this call you know you're on the cusp of a, a, a bit of history and certainly a bit like Donegal there, there's a lot of uh, pluses in, in Tyrone Club Hurling and this is a, a phenomenal step for your club Yeah I suppose it is listen um, we were uh, played in the intermediate final in 2010 St John's from Antrim beat us uh, 2015, Craig and Kickham's another Antrim team beat us. So, look, it's not often you get these finals. So, look, we're looking forward to it. And that's the best. It's going to be a big ask, yeah. So, it's a third time uh, lucky, you reckon, and that's going to be the crack here? Well, we'll not say to you if it's going to be lucky or what. But no, listen, the boys have been working hard. And I suppose it's where you want to be. You know, you see the youth level we have in the club. On the Camogie side of things, we won titles this year post primary. On the 14, Fela on the 16, the Holland side on the 14, on the 16 titles, on the 18, on the 17 day league. So a lot of good work is in by the coaches like, and then players are coming through year on year. So we've got younger boys into the squad this year as well and, you know, they're making a name for themselves. But I suppose when you get into a final, you want to win it. You want to win it, is right. And you, you, you come through a, a, a tough Ulster campaign again and a, and a great semi-final victory as well. No more than Satanta on the other side. Maybe never, not everybody... Fancy this final pairing, but both of you there now in merit. Yeah, well, I suppose, look, after last year, uh, Middletown beat us in the semi-final after extra time. And went on to beat in the final. You know, they were back this year, probably looking to go that one step further again. And Satanta pipped them. So, you know, Satanta, we know a lot about them too. You know, they're a great team. They've won Ulster Junior in 2017, 2022. So, they know what it takes to win all their titles like we still haven't broke that barrier so you know I suppose their experience maybe it will hold them someday as well so listen we'll just have to go out and give it all we have and hope for this Yeah and Kieran, you get a real sense up in Carrigmore you know that the GA club is really at the at the core of the town you know for years you know, we, we, we were, uh, talked a lot about footballers and that up there but the, the hurling as you said there is uh, make, making strides but there's a real uh I suppose pride in the parish and of course Satanta is a real hotbed of Hurland they're a very unique club in Donegal and that's what they do they play Hurland and, and, and that's it you know so you have two very interesting yeah. sides coming in but 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 there's as I say being up and around your area you know there's no doubt and like every time I'm in the town you know GA is to the to the core Oh it is surely yeah like you know the football club's massive up here uh, the Hurling's been growing and growing as well. Like, and, you know, we work hand in hand. We have a lot of dual players this year. You know, we've probably seven or eight boys there that's played senior football this year that's playing Hurling. So, you know, when days like this, when you get the finals, you know, everybody comes together and everybody gives their support. And, you know, it's great to see and there's great buzz about it at the minute. So it is so. But, no, it is, you know, it's all it's all GA. Like, as you have football, the Hurling, ladies football, camogie, handball, you know, it's... Everybody's at everything up here, and and Kim, just just finally, just on that experience, you know, of those other finals, is there is there much of the team from the even the previous one in twenty fifteen? Is that kind of experience you'll be looking to call on that experience and your trips through Ulster when it comes to this final at the weekend? Ah, uh, there is a few of the older heads still about there. You know what I mean? If you're Justy Kelly, Mickey Kelly, Tony Chu, Sean O'Grigan would have played in that final. The brother does goals there would have played there too. You know so. Even some of boys would have played back in 2010, so, you know, they're they're in the road a long time, and I suppose, you know, it would be nice to see them get over the line, and sorry, but we know Satanta, they're a fine outfit, you know, we've played them several challenge games over the years too, know a lot about them, like Jerry involved in there, we're a good friend of my own, like we heard with him with Throne and with Jim yes. Shamrock, so, well, he would know a lot about us too, so, uh, 
No, it is. It makes it a good, good game. And I say, you know, we said earlier there, um, there were a lot of people would have fancied Middleton and Craig and probably to be in the final. Like, so it just goes to show the work that ourselves and Stanta are doing. And, you know, it's nice to get a big day out. Like. Yeah, well, listen, uh, I can tell from your voice, Ken, you're coming into it in the right spirit, which is important. You know, I always think over time we can there can be a bit of nonsense in football. Play the game hard, play it fair. May the best team won. I can hear that coming through on your voice. So we're we're all looking forward to this uh, uh, final at the week at the weekend. It's going to be a brilliant affair, no matter what. There's history at stake, and and so at this point, Kieran, may the best team won. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, no throne or Donegal team has won those stand to meet the title. So there's going to be a bit of history for for one of the two of us. So. And... Hopefully it's us. Hopefully it's us. <laughs> Listen, Kieran, I'll, I'll sit in the fence with that one now when I'm talking to you here, but uh, I'll see what Gary says after that. I must be asking about you. He's going to be coming on the line, uh, Kieran. But for now, listen, yeah. we wish you all the best at the weekend and thanks for joining us in the DL debate. No, no problem, Brandon. Thanks for coming. Good man. All the best. Appreciate it. Cheers. Kieran bye Michael bye. Hicken there of the Carrickmore Club. We thank him for joining us. We're going to talk to Gary now after this commercial break. Check Every year, we donate millions of euros, hundreds of hours and thousands of items to good causes. The Charities Regulator keeps a record of every charity in Ireland. So if you want to give to a charitable cause, go on our website and check so you know what you're giving will be put to good use. Click, check, give. Check your giving to a registered charity at checkacharity.ie. The Charities Regulator. Please give confidently. A public interest message from Donegal County Council. Residents are asked to make sure they use permitted waste collectors for waste collection and disposal. If your waste ends up where it shouldn't, you can be held accountable. If you're having works done to your house or business premises, make sure you can show that the waste has been dealt with appropriately. Every one of us has a part to play in making sure Donegal remains on the list as one of the best places in the world to visit. You can get lots more information about recycling and waste management by visiting mywaste.ie. Donegal County Council. Planning for a better tomorrow. Hi, Tommy Bow here. Get in store to check out my new 15 Kings clothing collection available in premium gents outfitters nationwide and at 15kings.com. Experience the joy of late night shopping at Foilside Shopping Centre starting December 4th. Shop leisurely until 10pm on weekdays with convenient car parking, gift cards and a choice of 50 plus stores. Foilside is your go-to Christmas shopping spot. Check foilside.co.uk for store hours and Facebook for exciting deals. Check this. Um. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Welcome back, folks. We're previewing the Ulster Intermediate Club hurling final and we're delighted to say that Satanta, our club champions, are in it. They're playing Carrick Moor. We just had a word from the Carrick Moor camp. We had to be uh, diplomatic and do that for all our road listeners but now of course we're, we've got the Satanta man on a no better man than Gary McGettigan he's been on a few times in the show uh, rock in the background of Satanta this last number of years Gary welcome again to the show Thank you Ben Thank you Gary uh, you know our buddy Kieran Michael Hatton there he was saying he, he knew you well he hurled against you and, and uh, knew, knew a lot about you there I didn't realise there was a few ties between you and the, and, and the Carrick Moore men I was a bit few, I was no Kieran Charles. 
I uh, I would have played hurling, thrown hurling a long way, and then I was involved with a thrown senior team back about ten years ago. With me and Kieran both selectors, so I know him well surely. I and I and I come across him through my work as well, time so. Yes, you'll be trying. Uh, you'll be trying to uh, out, out Woody Tiller at the weekend, then. So, I uh, we've had a lot going on, all right. Then. <laughs> well, listen. You know what? No more than yourself, Gary. He sounds like a, a a really good guy. You could tell that he'll want to go and play the game the right way and go and win it. You could you could tell it off him. He's a good GA man. Oh yeah, surely. Ah, Kieran's a good hurling man. This, even I mean, even when when we were younger, like his father, Jimmy, that passed away maybe about two years ago, but. Jimmy is a great, great hurling man around Carrickmore as well now. So, yes. And plus, he, he's a brother. He's a brother playing. Kieran's brother is doing goals on Saturday, so no, he's plenty, plenty of involvement now with the Carrickmore club. Yes, and tell me, Gary, um, it's such a massive game here, Gary. You know, you've you've been through this at at, at the junior level or at intermediate level. Something I don't think Donegal teams, you know, <coughs> this last uh, thought that it would be possible to compete, but Satanta have have upped it notches and notches again and again. And history beckons, of course, Carrickmore coming so close in this competition a few times themselves, but here we are at a final. Gary, a massive occasion. What, what's the feeling in the in the camp? You know, is there that mixture of excitement and, and what might be? And of course, you know, you have that small bit of factor in the end of, of just, I suppose, wanting things to go right on the day. I look that. No, there, there's definitely, definitely plenty of excitement. You know, you can, you can sense it from the players at training there, but um, it's probably, probably a strange one where, and sort of the week if you're if you're coming up to a county final, you're you're training at your own well for Sedanto maybe be training at their own pitch and there's always a, a crowd about and a buzz about. But because of sort of the time of year and not having floodlights and that, we're sort of training all over the place to be honest. So you, you know, you, in one way it's a good thing because the players are, are staying away from everybody, you know, and, and just getting on with the training. Um, not really hopefully not getting caught up in the hype of it. Yeah. And, and and Gary, you you obviously wanted to come back and and do what you did in Donegal, and there never felt I don't know what you just I know you never wanted to say it. There just be this feeling you're going to be unstoppable in Donegal for a start. You that very tricky first uh, game away at ball on the screen. You know a lot of people uh, use it was we're down at underdogs. It was a phenomenal performance. You were three thirteen to one ten to come out through that game, and of course then you played Middleton. You know one of the teams very much fancied for this competition. You aged them out in a, in a tight, tense game, you know, coming right down to, to a, a pedal miss, of course. I was, I was laughing when I heard about Kevin Campbell, your your uh, excellent keeper, come manage, <laughs> manager, and doing this <laughs> bit of Bruce Grobler in the line. But listen, you've learned so much from those games. You've, you've been through uh, two very sticky encounters, really preparing you well for this uh, final game. Oh, definitely. I was looking, and probably the fact that we... I know some people maybe make more of it than it is um, sort of going from junior straight into intermediate you know, this year. But realistically, the majority of clubs we came across last year and uh, in the junior, you know, like Dungannon would be, would have had their, their goals at intermediate and were beating a, an intermediate final not that long ago. Like Glenarm would be a good intermediate team and in, in intermediate. So the, the games we played last year <coughs> and Ulster definitely set us up well for, for this year. And you sort of, you know what they expect. You know, it's winter hurling, it's never going to be as, as free flowing as you'd like, so well, the majority of games, you know, were very very tight, and the, the conditions sort of maybe be a leveler at times, you know. So sometimes you just need that wee bit of experience at, at the end to get you over the line, you know. And yeah. I know you're chatting about that the, the penalty. You know, there was one when when, uh, when I watched that game back, like, there were serious amount of muscles from both teams in that last ten fifteen minutes against Middletown, but um, probably probably hard. I don't think anybody sitting on the stand that night would appreciate how how bad the conditions on the pitch were. 
there was a real, real swirl on one, you know, and, and all, all the muscles from both teams were, were sort of the, the fire side of the pitch away from the stand, you know, so it just showed that the one the one was that strong and both teams were struggling to judge it, so. But overall, I think we probably had more chances in Middletown, so would they. Although if they had got the penalty, it could have been a different story, but we were still um, still happy enough to come out of it, the better team. Eh? Yeah. And tell me, Gary, Owen Beggs is setting at the weekend. Is it, is, are you allowed to come up there and have a have a training session on it during the week? Is that something that's permitted? Uh, that's the way, to be honest, we didn't even look about it. Um, our our two you. games so right. far. Nah, the two ga- yeah. Our two yeah. games so far have been there, and yeah. like a lot of our boys, same, no, no different to Carrick Moore, a lot of their boys would have uh, experience playing county level there, you know, so. No, there was no real, no real merit in making boys travel on there for training, you know, and um, during the week. Yes, yes, you're happy enough. Eh? And and tell me, you, you you mentioned the pitches there in this time of year. You know, it's something we used to always say about uh, how Ulster changed when you went in there because it was more physical because the pitches were heavy and that. But really, you know, a lot of the pitches outside like conditions that day, but the pitches themselves, you know, which obviously impacts more in hurling than anything. They're so well kept now that still that the skill of the game is still what's going to win out over over the over the maybe the brute force we, you'd have needed in those muckier type uh, uh, battles in, in Ulster games. Oh, definitely. No, there's no, no the, the, you're probably more affected by the actual weather on the day than the than the quality of the pitch. Now we like we've played our two games in Ombeg and even the last day there we were second game in a double header. Now the surface was was spot on. Like it's as good as you'd get. Any time during the summer, so the service never condition. Um, they're looking at the forecast for us again. Hopefully, it's it's looking dry and and no wind. What like, which would be ideal for both teams, just for for uh, it help, helps to get a better game, you know. Yeah, and Gary, injuries. Um, how you a couple of knocks going into the game? Is everybody looking like they're 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 going to make it through? Ah, no, thank thank God. We had a couple of boys come off. Now Stevie McBride and Declan Coulter both come off, sort of carrying me knocks. Um, in the last sort of ten minutes of the Middletown game, but. No, thankfully both of them are back out training and no uh, no major injury concerns, you know. Yeah. And, me, good. and, and Gary, just, just finally, they, they, obviously the, the bit of experience, it looks like on the Carrigmore side, even though maybe in this competition they have a wee bit more ex- experience, your experience around the team from your mix of county players <coughs> and, and what you have and, and the way the team has been operating must balance that up. If you're feeling going into this, Gary, it just is basically a 50-50 final. Uh, that's probably it's, it's a hard one to gauge because you know it's, it's the same as the other two games. You know we we've played challenge games against uh, against all the three teams we've played this year: Ballinas Green, Middletown, and Carrick Moran, and we've held our own well in them. But as the everything else, it's the championship um, on the day, you know, it's a completely different, completely different battle in the championship. And then you know, we we played Carrick Moran a few times; they get the better of us. They we get the better of them. But both teams probably on their strength any time we ever played. So it's hard to read too much on that, but. No, um, experience-wise, we from playing at county level, probably both very similar. Like the majority of both teams have played county level hurling at some stage. Um, yeah. Carrick Moore's maybe a wee bit ahead of us, just in the fact that they have been. I think I think they won maybe five in their own throw this year, so they they've been playing intermediate level the last five years. Like so, that that definitely stands for them too. It probably puts them on a slight favourites on on Saturday, but uh, at the same time, we we would like to think we'll not be far away from them. Yeah, no, no, no uh, big rituals for me before games. No, no special uh, wee things you have to do for for the luck of the draw on the day. No, no. Goody mass in the mor- goody mass in the morning. Just is that it? Uh, I don't know many other boys have been mass. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, 
Whatever chance you have on a Sunday, I don't see too many of them on a Saturday. Gary, <laughs> listen, I'll tell you what, listen, you're a phenomenal club, boy, and listen, everything you're doing really blazing this trail there. You've, I think you've elevated the club hurling, and you've done so much in, in the background of that as well, Gary. I want to wish you and the, the, the management team, the, the players, and, and, and everybody involved with Satanta, all the best at the, at the weekend. We'll be rooting for you, so I hope you take the title back. Right, thank you very much, Brendan. Much appreciate it. Good man, there should be a party about the, the cross. Let's hope that's happening. Gary McGettigan there, getting ready for the Ulster Intermediate Hurling final. Folks, that wraps up the show. Hope we were speaking to you next week, Gary. And uh, you're a wee bit hoarse, uh, but a happy man. Uh, you can bother getting me next Monday, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll do a live broadcast from the cross. <laughs> Listen, Gary, <laughs> 100%. Brent. Gentlemen, as ever, thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it, too. Get on, Brent. Thanks. That's great. Bye. That's, as Gary McGettigan of Satanta there I want to thank him uh, for his input in this game as I say wishing Satanta all the best in that final I want to thank my guests this evening of course John Gilday and Brendan Kilcoyne earlier uh, we had on uh, uh, Joe Dex is producing the show as ever head of sport Osh in Kelly and uh, we had a word from our man who was that guy uh, Michael Hatton Kieran Michael Hatton there my memory's working a wee bit Joe it was a busy weekend after that ball hey, the head's still spinning listen if you want to hear some music it's coming up the, the Monday night sessions the brilliant Monday night sessions is coming up now stay tuned as ever and I'll speak to you all next week <laughs>